Intro, please. Intro, please. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have like a couple of views now. I was yeah, watching no, the stats. Good. Yeah. yeah, the stats are good. Anyways, it's recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're up. Okay, we're on. Hey guys, welcome back to Gas Off Podcast with me, Feli. And me, Romaine. And we're coming back for another episode. Another, another episode. This one is a little bit um, sensitive. Sensitive. So uh, make sure we have the uh, parental advisory. Yeah. Is that so, what you say? Yeah, it's a little, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it hits deep. Yes. I would say. But it's a very core issue. Yeah, and eye-opening to some people. Yes. Who don't know the ins and outs. Yes. I didn't even know the ins and outs before I met I, our guest. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually going to learn a lot today. Okay, I'm excited. Well, this is, I teach you a lot of things every day. It's true. I mean, I'm only doing this podcast so I can be a better human. Exactly. <laughs> today, our special guest is... Hi, uh, Harry. Harry. My name is Harry. Yeah. Harry Ranch. <laughs> we told Harry that he didn't have to say his full name if he didn't want to. No, I'm here for my full name. Okay, like, okay. I'm here for the Harry Runch, the hard German last name. Mm-hmm. Munga. Munga <laughs> is how they pronounce it. Harry, um, Harry was the first person I ever met who was an AA. Oh, we're getting straight into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, well, yeah, yeah. We're going to okay. go right into it. Yeah, I'm just going to tell people how we know each other. Through AA. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in AA. Harry was the first person I met who traveled life in that way. Right? Is traveling. Is traveling. Is currently yeah, traveling currently in, in that. Um, but it's funny enough, Harry and Roman, um, both who I've met through the industry, have one thing in common. Oh, do we? Yes. You didn't know? All of my girlfriends <laughs> hate Felicia. Oh! All of them. Yeah. I'm so glad to see All of them. So there we go. We have a uh, single one. That is so funny. What is, what is it about you? I, I wondered. She's very special, very caring, open. I'm going to just sit my water here. Well, my, 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 my current girlfriend actually like really loves you. Yeah, see? So we can make there change. is there yeah. go, the new, the new, new. Progress. Yes. <laughs> She actually demands that you make more friend of me. See? So. And there's, there's, hope. Hope. Okay, there's hope. There's hope. Okay. Okay. There's hope. Shout yeah. out to your hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it. That was the only funny moment of this whole episode. He's good at that. There is. <laughs> and I'm going to crush you. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Harry, um, you've been sober for... Six, six and a half years. That's a long time in sober living, right? Yeah, I mean, every every day, every day is hard. So six and a half years, I'm very grateful for it. And uh, I mean, we, we always say it's it, you only have half a day. Um, so it's it's really not about the, the six years. But yeah, I'm still going strong. And you've been in like so many restaurants in Toronto. Uh, like a lot of popular restaurants, I would say. Yeah, we've, we've worked together. No, I know we've, I've known we've worked <laughs> together. Uh, but you were at like Notabene. Yeah. You worked with Suser. Yes. Uh, who else? JK, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of classics. Yeah, a lot the of classics. <laughs> the old world kitchens. The old yeah. world, yes. yeah. yeah. Where a lot of that stuff like kind of stems from, right? I mean, it festers. It yeah. festers in, in those... Uh, very intense work environments, 100%. Um, I wouldn't say it stems from, though. What would you say? I mean, uh, working 12-hour shifts, um, feeling the grind, um, more in a a military-style kitchen, I'll say. Uh, You definitely leave shift feeling uh, beat up, and the first thing you want to do is find a... A release, find an escape from uh, what could have been uh, eight hours of hell. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, tell us like a little bit about like addiction, drug addiction, alcohol abuse, 
Um, like we all know it's a disease. It's not like something you choose to. Yeah, well, that's that's the first thing. It, it, it is a disease. Um, it is not a choice. No one understands uh, why people are alcoholics or addicts or why they suffer um, from the illness. Uh, there is no common cure. cure yeah. um, so that's the first thing it can happen to anyone. Yeah. Uh, you find it all over the place. Um, I would say that the industry makes it easy to... Um, it, it fuels to fall into. That, yeah, it's um, you're working long hours. You're um, very close to the people that you're working with. Um, you're in food and beverage, so of course alcohol is always around. Um, you're getting off late night, um, and then what is there to do? I mean, yeah, yeah. The only thing that's open at this time is bars. Yeah, it's not also. like you're going to the park. Yes. <laughs> well, now you are. Well, yeah. <laughs> now you're actually going to the park to get yeah. drugs and yeah. like hashes yeah. and shit. You're right. So yeah, maybe right. maybe it's even worse now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like you made lots of mistakes on the along the way. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of lots of bumps in the road. Bumps in the road. Yeah, recovery is not um, does not come easy. You definitely got to work for it. Um, I mean, I should we get into the beginning or? I mean, yeah. Like, why don't you start by like talk about how where this all started? Like how, you know. Uh, okay, I would say I was very young when I realized something was different about me, and um, I first noticed that in. Whenever, whenever you talk about people's direction, university, college, um, you know, just the things that are supposed to happen, that's what you're told as uh, a young kid or, you know, your, your, your teachers are always just telling you this is what's next and then that'll happen and then you'll get married, white picket fence, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I noticed at a very young age that just didn't sit right with me and I, I just knew um, I, was, I was different. Um, I would say that looked like acting out. Uh, I was definitely a bit of a mischievous uh, child, and it was very early on that I found um, alcohol. I was 11 wow. when I started drinking. Um, and by 14, 15, I was already into, I've already had tasted cocaine. Um, so my whole high school career was pretty much drugs and alcohol until. Um, I finished with school. Um, <laughs> finished? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, listen, I finished, finished with yeah, school. Yeah, was, yeah. And uh, right into a restaurant. You know, fast cash, willing to um, take an eager body. Um, I always definitely had a, a, a strong work ethic and I'm eager to please and I'm um, a quick learn. I immediately love the industry, the energy, um, the people in it. Um, and I also uh, found others who identified with me and wanted to party the way I did. That was the other thing. I was young, right? So a lot of a lot of my friends they weren't doing what I was doing. Yeah. So as I, I started working in restaurants at 16, and by 17 I was kind of like a part of a part of a crew that was like partying regularly. Yeah. So you want to like kind of that maybe is that fault to like where you grew up? Like downtown Toronto, like in the scene. It was like east, like because like I grew up in Toronto, just like not downtown, but like that was never exposed to me. Yeah, I I don't know. I wouldn't say I was a part of it, a scene, because um, yeah, you think about like small towns, you hear about like the dirty schwag. Yeah, dirty Dirty. So you know, like I think it's it's very drugs and alcohol are very prominent in small towns and. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was. I think, it, you know, I just gravitated towards uh, fast and furious, reckless, exciting um, group of people. Um, yeah. What's it like? What's like drugs and alcohol in France? Well, I mean, it's pretty much like it started early for me, too. Because, I mean, when I was in the door room, I was 15. And already there was weed everywhere. So it's more like around like weed. And, yeah. Um, like, Cocaine, harder drugs, not so much when I was 15. But my schoolmates were already dealing drugs within the premises. Um, I think I smoked my fridge when I was like 14. So I think, again, you start alcohol is the same. You start really early. The first time I got 
hammered. I was like 13, 14 as well, right? So start really early. And again, because you're in the industry, it's very available. It's what everybody does. Um, and Wednesday afternoon, you all go to the guy that has an apartment and you just get like in it, right? So it's very present, um, but it didn't really stick with me. Um, again, like I mentioned earlier, like I, I don't really get high, so I never really was looking for that effect. Yeah. Um, alcohol definitely. Like I think I was like partying until I was twenty twenty one, um, and I had my first like position, and that's kind of where I scaled. I literally from I used to work eighteen hours, go to the club until six a.m. because that's where uh, club closes or in, in Europe, right? And then you get up at a.m. for your shift. And like in a Michelin restaurant, and you have yeah. like your sous chef, like literally, like you've been working on a box of spinach for two hours, and you're like, really? I feel like I've been here 10 minutes. So it kind of like clicks, started to click. Um, and by 21, yeah, I got a, like an important position at a restaurant, and then I was just like, okay, no I can't, this. I can't do that, right? But um, yeah, it was pretty alcohol more so for me. Yeah. Because um, again, weed didn't really have any effects, but you start early, right? So, but I know a lot of my friends, like, we're hard at it, right? And it's like cocaine and harder drugs. Um, so yeah, it's pretty pretty intense. And to to add on what you say about the availability, um, I think it's one thing. But like, what I have a problem with, and some establishment I worked at, is the fact that they almost push you to consume. Um, how many times you heard, you know, like it's good if you drink with the guests, mm-hmm. um, like. With the, and then I think this is like another wrong issue with that. When you already you could struggle with it, or it's already like as I say, it's a disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easy to catch on to it, right? So, so no problem. It's the availability and the fact that you get pushed, whether it's your friend, whether it's your boss, it's always like you say, I don't want to drink. Come on, just for one, right? So there's always that culture of pushing as well, which I found. 100%, the pressure yeah. is there. And yeah. Especially with the guests. I mean, you get pressure from your boss or management to have a good time with the guest and or, or just... Uh, just loosen up at work. Yeah. Here's some shots at the bar. Yeah. Loosen up. Here we go. And then you have those guests that, of course, want to buy you a drink. Yeah. No, it's it's tough. If you're someone who, for me, um, I, I learned really early on. Oh, okay. Well, I went through uh, a first round of kind of uh, rehab, um, the system, halfway house, like kind of assisted living, um, and came out the other end and, and didn't find AA. And the one thing I had going for me was that I was very comfortable talking about my disease. I was open and honest about it. Uh, I didn't care if someone uh, knew that I didn't drink because I was an alcoholic or an addict. Um, Whereas many people don't have that confidence. Um, So I could see if if you're someone like that struggling and you're not able to communicate, hey, I've got a problem with so many people. Yeah. It's tough, you know, mental health and addiction, you know, the the perception of it, a lot of people don't feel comfortable saying yeah. that. So And I think it's also it's also the super system, right? It's almost like at fall the person like to me the person at fall is on the other side, the person like us, if we are not part of that, if you're scared to talk about it, it means you're not feeling confident. I think we should make it so it shouldn't be anonymous. It should just be a group where you know that you can talk about it. It doesn't have to be secret. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be well, shameful. Yeah. And I think there's a stigma around it. Yeah, right? as a community, I think we just have to open up and make it so it's fine. You know what I mean? Like any 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 person that have a disease, you're not gonna like turn your back on them. So it should be the same with drugs and alcohol, right? We should be supportive. And be like, that's okay. Like, let me help you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna make it so it's comfortable, and we're gonna walk together towards like an end right and i think this is what's not happening right now it's still a stigma as you said mm-hmm. i see it all the time i see it all the time e- even being open about my sobriety and being a general manager um people still uh have a hard time coming to me and uh, i recognize it and uh, i can only do so much if someone's unwilling to you know talk about it um Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, how do you think that the industry like fuels alcohol and, and drug addiction? I think right what um, was just mentioned, just yeah. you know, what, what are we doing? Are, are we as um, managers creating a safe environment for people to come forward or are we recognizing and I mean, I just heard it the other day, I don't know if I should say that, but uh, it was 
there were suspicions that an individual was going through something. Um, but what happens is you have this, you have to protect the business, right? Mm -hmm. So it comes down to like legally what can you do and what can't you do and you know, HR is present and it's, you're, you're creating an uncomfortable environment. Yeah. yeah. You know? For that person to admit or like have their faults kind of exposed. Yeah. So it's like, it's as much as you're wanting to help this person, it only become it almost becomes about, okay, we need to protect the business and identify an issue or get this person to come clean about it. So in future we're covered, you know, and, and that's, that's got to change. You know? Yeah, and because and you also know that usually, if you are consuming at work or you are have consumed when you go to work, you know that most of the time it's gonna come to termination. So it's really hard to come forward about it if you know that it's gonna result in you losing your job, right? So that's also, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Um, I think you have to look at the problem maybe a different way. And I think as an owner as a manager maybe we should have come as like a support system rather than just the automatic fire because how does that is that going to help the person if yeah. every time yeah. you get a fault you get the hammer on you it's not like support it's not help it's almost like what are you going to do when you get fired most likely you're going to consume even more to kind of mm-hmm. wave the, yeah, the, yeah that's just a happened. big thing how like the industry fails people <laughs> with addiction and yeah. mental health issues and and drugs and alcohol and and doesn't really have any systems in place to um, set them up for success and and help them on the rehab journey like a lot of big corporations kind of do for for a lot of their employees who are suffering from that um, I think the hospitality industry definitely behind is behind on being that support system when it's like one in five people suffer from this disease yeah yeah I mean well you, you think and you two can talk more about this but just like the culture of suck it up you know yeah. suck it up get it done you know because um, that's just that's just the, what we need to do to get through you know and uh, so when it comes to mental health or uh, addiction it's like you're just I, I feel you're almost viewed as as like a black sheep if you, you can't just suck it up and get through yeah. Yeah. you know yeah it takes more than that from from yourself and like other people to kind of help you along the way um yeah it's kind of it's dark it's dark if you think about it like that that no one is kind of there because it's your like that's basically your career and no one's there to to kind of take you under their wing and and assist you in taking those steps to to be better which is funny because we always go about mentoring and how we such an industry that like as you say, take someone under their wings, but the second they kind of get out of the path, we, don't want them we kick them out. Yeah. And it's yeah. so fast, and there's just no coming back. And it's kind of, you know, it's 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 too easy almost, you know? And it's like, oh, like you want to act like you're the superstar and then you're the best, and then the second there's a problem or a hiccup, you kind of like get rid of, of whatever that was whatever. given to you, yeah. right? So yeah. it's, it's really, uh, yeah. I mean, I know when we were opening up Origin, like the sous chefs like dropped MDMA before our big like our opening night. That's crazy. <laughs> like before, you know that, right? Before service. <laughs> no, you don't know that. No? I'm learning. Wow. Wait, you never knew that no. that they did that? No. Really? No. Or maybe oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. and we found Sorry. them yes. on the grass by the by the, Sorry, by the yes. street asleep. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like just dead. Yes, that's, <laughs> I had blocked that out, yeah. and now I'm like, no, now I can I visualize that. these two people. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. no shout outs. <laughs> no <laughs> shout out there. No, no shout out there. But yeah, like that was like normal for them. They were just like, let's just go drop MDMA and start rolling. Like, oh yeah, but, yeah. Can you imagine? Just, I can't like, imagine because I'm so straight edge. I mean, like, I didn't have too much, even in my, my using uh, career, if you will, <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't have too many times that I was using at work. Um, but I can totally see, I mean, there's many, many times I went in on a zero sleep or um, binging for a couple of days and going in multiple days without sleeping. Um, so for whatever reason, I would never use on those days to get me through work, but I can totally see and have caught other people doing just that to just get through the shift yeah and it, it's crazy I remember the, the when I when that was me um, 
thinking, I'll never do this again, I'll never do this again, I can't wait to get through this shift, oh my god, please let me get through this shift without making a mistake, getting yelled at, whatever, just filled with fear, and then as soon as we close, I can't wait to get out and do it again, and I'm yeah. so excited, and I feel good that I wasn't caught, you know? Like it's it, And so, like, hearing that, like, it just made me realize, and like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we're going to learn, and now I'm like, we're literally our industry is like causing that because i don't think any other industry they start a job being like god please help me going through a shift yeah. don't get me wrong there's a lot of hard job like we've seen in the other episodes where nothing in this industry is the hardest but how many times have i heard my staff being like i need like i would love a drink i would love something to help me cope with service yeah. which is an hour and a half or two hours to, to drink after yeah. the service or like beers after service you know what I mean which yeah. really shows how intense and how like crazy and maybe we have to look at the problem on the other end and it's maybe you know like, why is this happening yeah what are we doing wrong what is kind of like what is our job creating that 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 need that because that, we're scared we're like stressed right we're like anxious so it's it's maybe like a bigger rooted problem because i think our industry doesn't allow for people to take sick day, sick days we don't have break. any paid sick days yeah. you barely have a vacation even a break you, during your if shift. you call in <laughs> sick yeah. even you call in sick you're going to be ridiculed for yeah. weeks and like yeah. i i i can say that i am a i've done that before to yeah. folks where it's like of course, oh you're yeah. fucking calling in sick like you just screwed the entire team yeah. um and it's that hard. guilt yeah yeah you you guilt them into basically coming to work and that's like the bad habits that I think we all have um, in the industry where it's like we don't support people. Yeah, we don't recognize the bigger issue happening here. Yeah. But Why it, are they calling in sick? Yeah. Is it a mental, is there a, a mental illness happening? Do they need support from us? Are, are we following through with trying to help them get through whatever they're, they're going through? Um, or are they just... Are we just writing them off? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No, like, that's what I think. That's where I really think this. It's like there's like the the person that deals with it, and the layer of the person that deals with that person, which is the chef, the manager that has to do with the consequences of you not showing up or you not being in a, in, in a state of working. But I think what we're missing is the echelon that's up top, which is we are not set up so we can actually take care of someone that's sick. We're not set up to take care of. Oh, you're not showing up to work? No problem. I can pick up from my pool of workers and then it gets replaced and then we're all good to go. So I think it's, we are in such weird industry that talent is required. And if you're a chef or if you're a commie or if you are, your position is, it's hard to replace, right? So we don't have the systems. I think it's another problem to support. Totally agree. I mean, like that you think about turnover in restaurants, you know, so... There, there are peaks and valleys, and you're right, you'll have uh, a, a large team at, at one point, and then you're you're going down to bare bones during the uh, slower months, mm-hmm. and if, if someone is unable to come into work, well, you feel it. that's yeah. a yeah, big yeah. game changer. Yeah, small-scale restaurant, when you have five employees, so when I was at Coburn, which was the smallest restaurant I worked in in Canada, we were a team of five or six. Mm-hmm. One person doesn't show up, like, you screwed. Yeah. You, there's no way to replace it. Other like other big bigger structure that we what we have all worked in, it's sort of a little more manageable because why well, if you have like 30, 40 cooks, somebody will be willing to work. But yeah. in a small structure, like how do you do it? Like your whole business is going to suffer. The customer is going to have a, not a, as good of an experience that they should have had because you're missing one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy. It's definitely um, yeah. Change, change needs to happen. Change needs to happen. Um, yeah. And, but I, I think, I think, you know, it, when we're talking about mental illness and, and addictions and, and uh, alcohol abuse, I mean, it's it's not just this industry, right? It's like it, the the conversation about mental illness uh, is just starting to happen more and more. Yes. I mean, it's. Um, I'm gonna use Kanye West for an example. You know, it's. Well, like he's just—he's such this—he's um, a force in 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 pop culture, and um, he's obviously—I mean—he's a household name. And still, when people hear the things he says or see him ranting or kind of going off, they—they they don't realize, they don't connect that this is an individual who is in the middle of of a mental health 
health crisis, right? Yeah. So as much as, you know, the restaurant industry fuels um, addictions and uh, alcohol abuse. Oh, yeah, the music um, industry is pretty uh, pretty out there. Well, just just society. We were yeah. not ready yeah. to talk yes. about it. We don't yes. understand. Um, you know, well, I mean, like, look, there's like one day a year that's dedicated to the mental illness, like the the bell yeah, that's let's talk. talk. But it's yeah. like not even. It's 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 a it's a day. Yeah. It's yeah. a day. One day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it should be one day for like Bell, who makes yeah. billions of dollars, yeah. just and like give ten cents yeah. a tweet. You know what I mean? Just like there's like Black Month history. It's one month, yeah. like yeah. Black History Month. Yes. Not Black Month. Yeah. You you know exactly what I mean. English. Yeah. English, yeah. but um, you know, like it's all these problems. Like we dedicate, like we feel like we we've done our share by dedicating a very small platform where it's it's like a, a day after day talk, and should never we should never stop talking about yeah. it. You cannot think about it for one day a year or a month a year. Yeah, no, it needs to be an ongoing conversation. That's just giving me ideas. I'm like, why why aren't we talking about this stuff in pre shift? Yeah, you know, it's true. No one. Ta- I've never been to a pre-shift in any of my restaurants. That that's what we talked about. Because maybe like that's what someone needs to hear. Yeah. I think it's like that's going it's to, before going to a crazy so, yeah. shift. You know, for talking about okay, this is who's coming today. The PX is here. <laughs> <laughs> What's the question of the day? What animal would you be if you could fly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to get everyone yeah. riled up for service. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Exactly, it's creating that house where you feel safe in, right? And it's true. Yeah. I mean, if it comes from the top again, if you create an environment and it doesn't have to be obviously right at the shift, but you know that the door is always open um, to chat about it because mm-hmm. we all are suffering from it. Like I've suffered from mental illness. I think we all have. Yeah, yeah. because it's yeah. you never know. It's funny because you just you think you're just having a bad day until it kind of like you into, it was like oh shit like maybe I'm something it's more than just a bad day mm-hmm. yeah. maybe mm-hmm. there's a pattern here there's a pattern maybe exactly yeah. 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 yeah definitely when you can't, don't want to get out of bed <laughs> <laughs> or you don't want to get out of <laughs> you don't want to leave your house yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> too dark yeah, I mean, they're all connected. They're all. No, they all are. Yeah, exactly. And then everybody like kind of deals with it in different ways. Yeah, I mean, like during COVID, like that first month where I was not working, I would like. Well, you could have watched my videos. That would have yeah, like right. make your day better. Absolutely not. <laughs> I would like wake up for like two hours and then have an edible or smoke weed and then just so I can fall asleep again. Which is shocking to me. No, I know. Like, I, I've known you for six years, and you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> no, I know. I literally would wake up, have breakfast, and then be like, well, what else am I going to do today? I'm just going to smoke and go back to sleep. Yeah. That because was like, there was nothing else to do. I was like, in a hole. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's, 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 I mean, and again, like to, I make fun of them, but the videos were a way for me to not fall into depression and not fall into like my own mind yeah like because i can get up do my little mise en place like you said before yeah. set up a camera do a video that would take eight a day that would take me like four or five hours yeah. yeah and you feel like you've accomplished something exactly yeah i had no motivation to do any of that yeah yeah you but know. i mean I'm, I'm sure if i would have not done it i'm i, I can see myself because i was i went i hit hard depression um in the winter around january um so i had a trip to indonesia I was supposed to go to work for anyway long story short i got like fucked over big time and i went right into depression because i saw my bank account going negative yeah. after that trip and <laughs> i just didn't know i was depressed and i was like oh no like i don't want to see anybody i don't want to do anything yeah. and then and i got out of it just as COVID started so i was like okay i need to make sure my head is somewhere so i don't go back into that like state yeah yeah because I, I didn't do any drugs and alcohol, so you, but, but you it imagine, could have come from there. After. You can imagine, so like the, the definition or a, a general uh, description of an alcoholic or uh, an addict would just be when, when I start or when someone starts drinking, they can't stop, yeah. right? Like that's, that's the difference, right? Yeah. So you can imagine someone um, of yourself who's, who's feeling like that. Yeah. Uh, if you suffer from the disease, then... It just takes literally one drink and, yeah, and it's over, yeah. you're you're gone. Yeah. Um, so there's like yeah, there's two things compiling there. It's like mental health 
you know, anxiety, depression, whatever, yeah. coupled with the fact that you can't control, you can't find that same escape, or yeah. you can't escape the same way your your peers or your friends, and then you also look at them and you're like, why why can't I do that? Why can't I just have a joint and then yeah. go to bed? And go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah. I mean, you went to bed. I, I literally <laughs> was in my like my dark room yeah. for like hours at a time. Yeah. I would go out for walks every once in a while, but like blackout curtains, black like my bedroom was black. You have blackout curtains? Yeah, there? yeah. It was like no one talked to me. I don't want to call anybody. Yeah. Sometimes work would call me and I would be like stoned. And I'd be like, oh my God, they know I'm high. <laughs> yeah, paranoid kicks in. They know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, that, that's a bad cycle to get into. Mm-hmm. If you can't help yourself get back out of it. Well, that's the thing. You can't help yourself. Yeah. And I think that there's one thing I want to say here. It's like, um, that's the misconception that like someone who is in the depths of uh, addiction um, can help themselves, you know. And I always thought, oh, I'll clean up one day. I'll I'll move to Nova Scotia. I'll do Habitat for Humanity. I'll move myself somewhere and and help other people and get clean and sober. And and that's just that's not doesn't happen. That's not what happens. Um, so talk about a little bit about your like your recovery process. Um, when you decided to like make that switch or did someone help well, you the decision what? was forced upon me okay was forced <laughs> okay. Upon me, which which usually happens uh i literally had burnt every single bridge i had nowhere nowhere to stay and uh my parents said you can i think it was also i was 21 or 22 my parents said you can come home if you agree to go into a detox and then get help and that was that was the first time i entered the system um and I remember it was, I've, after a week of being in the system, I felt cured, I'm ready to go, I've got a plan, I, I, you know, yeah. I've never felt this good before. Um, and I had a, a counselor kind of, he, he broke through and he was essentially just yelling at me saying that that person, that um, confident individual who had been clean for a week is, is actually, that is the addiction. And that if I were to beat this, I needed to give up and just humble myself and take direction. And at that point, I figured, what do I have to lose? And I, I did that. Uh, and I got two years of sobriety out of that. After one week? No, no, no sorry. <laughs> I, after that talk, I decided to, to stay and stick with okay. the program. And I was, I think I did 11 weeks of, um, it was like a, a day program. And I lived in the detox facility, and then I uh, went into assisted living, where you live with other addicts and kind of you know become responsible again and and take part in the household. Uh, and then after six months, I went out on my own. And um, a year and a half later, uh, I, I relapsed, and that was because um, all that humility that I had for like six months kind of disappeared and now I got it like I've learned all about addictions I'm armed with the facts uh, I'm doing well you know I've got a new life um, you know first time sober in over a decade um, and I eventually I, I put myself in a, in a uh, high pressure situation and, and I relapsed um, high pressure situation being going back to school ah okay so not even restaurants not even restaurants I was working in restaurants uh, but only daytime. Okay. So I kind of set myself up for success there. Um, but I went back to school, and that was that was just difficult for me. I remember failing a test. I retook the I retook the test and crushed it. But uh, two days before I retook the test, I relapsed. Um, and then it was kind of a year going back into restaurants. Um, of me, we call it going in and out, going in and out of the program. Uh, at this point, I, I decided to to, to kind of immerse myself in AA, but I was still going in and out. Get a month sober, two months sober, a week sober, whatever. Um, and eventually, um, after a year of that, I decided to sit down with the general manager 
uh, of the restaurant I was working at and say, hey, listen, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta do this. I really have to focus on myself. And um, that's what I did. So I entered another program and it was another 11 months of, of intense uh, rehabilitation. And I met you in that first year. Mm-hmm. I met you in that oh, first year. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. This brings us to... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. There's like the rehabilitation program, but the second time around, what it was is I found AA. I um, I wouldn't say I'm an active member of AA now, but at that part of my journey, AA was incredible for me. Uh, I, I truly believe AA has changed my life. It has given me the tools I need to um, live a sober life and uh, cope with, um, you know, just stress and anxiety and anything that's thrown out at you um, and. Over the last six years, I've stayed very close to the program. I've got a, I've got a sponsor. Um, but yeah, it's it's the program. Getting back to what I was saying, it's it's not it's not you that that figures it out. It's not you that all of a sudden gains this will and you just about yeah. face and change your life. No, it's it's uh, tapping into something way bigger than you. Understanding that this is a disease and it is going to uh, kill you if you, you, yeah. you don't take help if you yeah. don't take direction yeah do you think him. that th- when you um you were working somewhere and i think i know where you were but do you, did anybody at that restaurant assist in you getting sober again when i left yeah uh no that was just all you y- yeah like i no contact with anyone after that yeah but no one, no one in management, like identified the problem or, um, you know. No, I like it was the second time around, so I was, um, like I said, I was always very vocal about my situation. Um, so I went, like they did things like just change my schedule for me. You know, I said I can no longer work nights. I need yeah. To get, I need to get back to working lunches because at night times I go to my AA meetings. Yada yada. Um, you know, besides just not judging me. Yeah. Um, which was great. Which I think is, I mean, like, it yeah. sounds silly, but I think it's a, it's, it's a good start yeah. um, to not judge people. And I think that's, that's like, the minimal. Yeah. But I don't think it's always the case, so. That being said, people who knew about what I was going through uh, still offered me alcohol at times. There was, there was a couple yeah. times where... Whether it's they forget or, you know, at any rate, you're, you're at a position where you're clocking out and someone's pushing a pint towards you. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's tough when you yeah. work at a bar and work at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, but yeah. That, that behavior and that, it's, like, yeah, it's, post-work it's, drink yeah. is, like, the root of all evil. Yeah. But I think this is part of the process. And I think, again, because it's not spoken, maybe it's sometimes it's forgotten. You, if you knew... If people, are, if it was, was that word forgotten, what? forgotten, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. nailed it. I just had to make sure. <laughs> Can I not say it right? No, no, you I, did, you did, sure. yeah, I got it. Thank you, I appreciate <laughs> it. So you see, it's actually Felicia and uh, not me, but um, yeah, I think it's everybody's aware of it within the premises. I think that that will never happen, but because we don't talk about it, because it's not like you know, like inside people's brain, they forget. Yeah. That means you don't talk enough about it. You talk about it enough. Otherwise, you will never forget about something that important because it is it super is important. Super important. You know. Because um, you're part of the you without doing anything, you can be part of the solution. solution. Yeah. By literally just not offering a drink. Yeah. yeah. It's already a big support. Yeah. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm extremely grateful um, to be sober today. And uh, sadly, there's just a lot of people who um, who lose the battle. Yeah, you know, it kills uh, a lot of people. I, I know a lot of friends, a lot of coworkers um, that are just not here because they they um, couldn't get the help they needed, mm-hmm. didn't accept the help they needed, or or it wasn't given to them. Or it wasn't. I mean, given that's to them. T- the fault is to blame on, yeah, on the th- industry and on restaurants. Yeah. And- <laughs> And owners and managers that uh, they just don't care enough to yeah, to help I, those people. I 100 believe that we should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
gunning for the industry. No, but it's, it's so it's so. Yeah. 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 This podcast is about what the industry needs to do. Yeah, and need to, to hear. Change. And, and need what to hear. people outside of the yeah. industry don't know yeah. what goes on, and maybe there's a person who's not in the industry who is listening to this, who is willing to be the voice of reason to any owners and operators and general managers that can assist in financial or you know, learning. Yeah, or just being a part of and just being yeah. a, like, a listener. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, as you said, this is not a problem that you can... The fault, I, I the way I see it, I don't think the person at fault is really the person that is sick. No. It's the person that's looking at it and not doing anything. So the same way as if you see a person being beaten down on the street, if you're not helping, you're part of the problem. And yeah. that's the same thing here. You see something happen in front of you, but you choose not to help. Yeah. yeah. So... That's what we're doing the podcast. These people hopefully are listening and be like, oh shit, I am the problem. It's not the person who's consuming. That person is sick. You cannot blame them. Okay? They need your support. So yep. it's up to you. And it's so easy. And I've had people, friends of mine, calling me and be like, can I just like talk? Yeah. Can I just like get it out? I'm not doing okay. All I need is an hour of your time and I need to talk. Yeah. How hard is that? To just fucking sit down, listen, and then make them feel like they're important and make them feel like we're going to be okay because you're not alone. And I think that you are not alone, but we outsiders have to, you know, like take the hand and be like, listen, like, yeah, it's not, we're going to fight together because you know, like, you know, the poison. And I think those people are scared of, like, they think it's like a poison, it's contagious. It really isn't. You're not going to become an alcoholic because you're helping a person that's suffering from it. I mean, mean, you're right. Like, it's like the perception of, you think about the perception of someone who is diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. You know, or it's got some other uh, illness. Um, Your immediate reaction is, oh my God, like, that's horrible news. Oh my gosh, how can I help? You know? Yeah. Um, Where people don't even want to acknowledge or are aware that this person who is obviously hung over uh, day after day um, they're just viewed as a burden they're just viewed as a burden let's get this guy off the team Mm -hmm. you know so that's got to change very sad that has to change what's what's your how do you socialize now in the industry outside of the industry Uh, what why are you laughing I'd use that term loosely socialize I mean, yeah, none of, us have, none of us have a social life. I, I told Romain, like, this is the first time people are at my house. This is the first time I've been to your house, Belly. No, I know. No, this is the first time someone, people have been in my house yeah. since before COVID. Yeah. No, We're very is, privileged. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like, what's your social circle like? I know, like, you kind of hang out with just about anybody. Yeah. I mean, it, in the beginning, there was like this, you want to not test yourself but you want to kind of do all the things because um, there's so much change happening so yeah. you want to kind of keep some normalcy and you, you hang you go out to the bar after work or you hang out with old friends and um, you quickly realize that I just don't connect anymore with with that um, so you, there was definitely a learning curve um, I wouldn't say uh, I really take part too much in um, the extracurricular activities that happen with uh, people at, at work unless they are um, games nights uh, <laughs> going out to eat uh, yeah like big big on charades um, sports like uh, I'll get together play some basketball or shout out to all the sports shout out to all the sports yeah like my, my life has changed and you know what it did it made me um kind of like you when you were 21 and you're like I can't do this anymore I gotta focus on my career and and that's what happened to me I just I was like I fell in love with the industry for all the right reasons you know and started focusing on my career and saw great growth and development within a a short period of time and um, a love um, for the industry and the scene and so yeah like I I would say I'm, I'm still a part of this scene but it's just more going out and eating and yeah. enjoying uh, which is to me it's one of my favorite things it's just like go out and eat because yeah. there's such a thing as being in a vibe if you're with someone that drinks 
a, a lot and you're not yeah. you're really not connecting because you're like i'm not like on yeah. your scale like i'm not like whatever you see right now i don't see so yeah. it's hard to yeah. enjoy but i think to me and because i guess we also are getting older but having dinner it doesn't have to be around alcohol it's just yeah. it I, can I be friendship you know like just good food good friend like good music like it's enough yeah it's enough to have a good time i don't need it chocolate milk Chocolate milk! Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> to all the servers that laugh at me when I order milk at a restaurant. <laughs> no shout out to you. Oh, I'll have, I'll, can you make me like a virgin cocktail? Yeah, yeah. And like they give you like the stupidest fucking drink sometimes. Oh my gosh, I was. Like these are skilled bartenders who can create anything. Listen. And here will be like. Here's you another think, truth. Can you make me virgin cocktail and like someone hands you a cranberry soda? Yeah, yeah, virgin like, mojito. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for, the, <laughs> thanks for the effort. Like, no, I was told once at an opening at a very, very, very well-known restaurant that has you multiple can, locations around. You don't want to say it? I don't know. Can I? At Momo. At Momofuku. Ooh. At Daisho. When they opened, um, I was from my server... I was asking him if they had any non-alcoholic beverages other than pop. They making a mocktail. Yeah. The answer was no, and I was just like, "You don't have any like any lemon, like just something super simple." And he looked at me and said, "Why can't you just drink?" Wow. To, and to which I said, I, "I'm not. I'm actually a recovered alcoholic." And he's like, "Oh, that makes sense." <laughs> like, See like, Wow, that's what's wrong with fucking people. Like our industry is so was, fucked up. But it's not. But it's not just the industry. Like I did a podcast a year ago um, with Taylor Nolan, and then the episode was actually around uh, veganism and also alcohol, I mean, drinking. And um, we were talking about how because she doesn't drink, and how she gets so much judging whether from the person she's with, with her friends, with the person on the other side of the bar, when she asks for a mocktail, and it's always like, yeah. oh, and the person is like, well, I guess, like, I'm not going to drink if you don't drink. Like, giving so much, like, yeah. attitude, and and I was just like, it's so true. Sometimes I don't want to drink, yeah. and I don't want to get that look. Or, like, you know, when you order, let's say, a beer and a mocktail, and then you're with a, a girl, and then the girl's going to get the mocktail, and you're like, no, it's for me, and the guy's yeah. <laughs> What yeah, is wrong no. with you? I, I said sorry last night when I ordered my cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but again, like, that's I, so I, wrong. I, yeah, yeah. When I go out to eat because I don't drink what I eat, I feel so judged by like yeah. cat like servers when you're not ordering booze. Also, maybe because I just, I just want for sure it's yeah. a tip thing, but yeah. like I don't want to drink. Yeah, yeah. Go fuck yourself. I don't feel like I just want water. <laughs> yeah, I want to be healthy. That's it. Like, yeah. why do I have to drink to please you? Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. I mean, like, well, yeah. Who says that it's automatic, right? I mean, of, of course, you know, as a restaurateur, that alcohol is where we make our money. Yeah. But there's enough people that drink yeah, that the like, one the one person yeah. wants, like, and I've, I've been to so many restaurants that actually put the effort to make, like, you know, the button is like, oh, really? Like, let me create something. And it's yeah. super exciting. And it drinks is awesome. And then the person is like, I'm actually jealous of you drink. It's not difficult. It's like, it reminds me of six years ago when someone was, well, maybe not six years, three years ago when someone is like, can you make me something vegan? And you'd be like, uh, fuck, uh, here's bowls of rice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because we were just like too lazy to think, but there's so many things that can yeah. be vegan. Wait for my cookbook. <laughs> oh and my God. <laughs> but there's something with drinks. It's so many, like, literally, it's endless. Yeah. But whatever you can make with alcohol, you can make without. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And yeah. make it taste good. Yeah, and all I really need is chocolate milk, you know? Chocolate milk. <laughs> If any brand of chocolate milk. <laughs> Let me get the ASMR on the chocolate milk in the glass here. <laughs> okay. Um, have your sip of chocolate milk, yeah. Yeah. Is it it's it? It's amazing. There you it's go. Amazing. You know how much joy that brings me? No, I know. Shout out to the dairy farmers of Canada. <laughs> Shout out to cho- adding chocolate to your milk. <laughs> Harry's your number one consumer of chocolate milk. <laughs> Sheldon Creek. He loves yeah, it. I love it. I love Sheldon Creek. Um, what are the steps you take to stay sober? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, you kind of are given a, a toolkit through AA. Um, you go through a process. There are steps, and um, a lot of it is um, learning how to be totally honest, at least with one person. That is my sponsor. Um, and through that honesty, you have a... Um, 
you have someone who is is able to one identify with you and what's really going on and give you direction so constantly checking in with my sponsor and checking myself and um, staying I would have been very invested in the community at AA at one point um, I definitely should reinvest uh, at this point but yeah just staying connected with people who are like me um, I think a big part of sobriety is knowing when you have too much on your plate um, noticing the anxiety creep up and being humble enough to either take another job or cut a toxic individual out of your life um, identify those like characteristics those bad behaviors um, that that you kind of gravitate towards and then when they pop up you know something something's wrong like if I'm doing this then I need to do some soul searching and, and figure out what I need to change. Mm -hmm. Do you, because you're so like honest and open about being sober and in AA, in AA, um, do you find that people that you mentor and work with in the restaurants, like they, they come to you and connect with you more if they're looking or searching for help or uh, an outlet to, to communicate with? Um, and then do you, do you find it hard when someone like doesn't want to take your advice or doesn't want to have you to guide them through the steps of sobriety? Um, you would be surprised how few people actually approach um, me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very approachable. I mean, approach me on, on, on the subject of alcohol, <laughs> alcoholism and addiction. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, and I think that's like once again just coming down to people not feeling comfortable enough to identify or cannot identify that this is what's happening to mm -hmm. them. Um, with the people that have approached me and I've given direction or even taken to a meeting, um, if people don't follow that path, do I get upset? No, no, I mean, because you realize that it's. The power is not me. I am not the one who kept me sober, who got me sober. I'm not going to be the person to get someone else sober. Um, all I can do is be an example of, it, yeah. of yeah, solution, yeah, of the solution and the big book and the steps and uh, lead by example. Um, yeah. You know, and of course, you know, check in and say, "What's going on? How you doing?" You know, you want to talk and just always be there. But no, I. Don't I? You don't get upset because if you get upset, then you'll you'll turn someone off from turning to you yeah. later in the future. You know, I think you people, always want to keep that door open. Yeah, I think people should know how like powerful AA actually is. Oh should, we gosh. should give them a shout out. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to AA. And you once told me a story um, about the airport. The airport, yeah, yeah. And like that story has like it's incredible. It had like it's yeah. so moving and so touching where. Someone was having like anxiety. She was five, she was I think five or six years sober. She was getting on a flight. It was a business trip. And for whatever reason, things weren't going her way in the last month and tensions were building. And she had a thought, I'm going to use yeah. if I get on this plane. And they come around with that cart. They offer me wine. I am going to drink. Mm -hmm. And this is someone who has got years of sobriety. Yeah. She called her sponsor and I guess her sponsor was in the loop about like the AA scene down at the airport, and she just said, "Go to um, go to any kiosk or any whatever uh, desk and ask for um, Bill Wilson. Bill Wilson is one of the founders. Say, hey, I need to talk to Bill Wilson." And she's like, "What?" <laughs> Hung up the phone, and she did it. And within five minutes, she was swarmed. They put out a call on the on the um, speaker yeah. system, Bill Wilson to whatever, and it just tons of employees that worked at the airport who were all in AA came, found her, took her to a corner, and they had a quick on, like, AA, AA meeting, meeting right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Under code, yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. That's, I, I think that's one of, I mean, not like I know, but it seems like it's one of the system that actually works, and it has a lot mm -hmm. of, like, power and then support, so. It's, it's good it's kind of good to hear that you know that you know something actually works yeah what is it it works if you work it it works if you work it that's yeah it's a mantra i use it you know it honestly works in anything i, uh, I literally use the 
What's what's the um, what's the AA? One step at a time. No, the other one. No, it's like I. Oh, fuck, how does it go? The serenity prayer. Yes, I literally do God, that. Me the <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In the middle of the shit. In the middle of like, start like God, oh, grant me the serenity. serenity. <laughs> uh, uh, to accept the things I cannot change, and yes. then you walk over to a guest and get screamed at. You're like, yes, I will. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are horrible. We suck. Whatever we you want. Your dinner. Whatever you want. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be sparkling water. I know. <laughs> How dare you have that? <laughs> yeah. um, what do you What do you want to see change um, in the industry in terms of supporting people with um, drugs and alcohol addiction and mental illness and who do you think should be at the forefront of making those changes? It'd be nice to see the ownership, but, you know, uh, I think that managers should really lead. They're the ones who should be caring about their the well-being of their teams. Um, I'd love to just see the conversation um, grow and um, maybe more... Health and safety kind of pamphlets or pamphlets. Like, instead of all just health yeah. and safety, it's mental like, yeah, it's mental, like, 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 you might fall off a ladder. Well, <laughs> you know what you're definitely going to do? Have a drink and <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's start talking about what's really yeah. affecting the team. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. I mean, the, the, yeah. Like, when you look at those panels, like, the chances that happen versus everything else we talked yeah. about yeah. are minimal, right? Definitely. You know, yeah, maybe um, workshops, you know? Um, definitely paid leave for an extended time while someone because it's not like there's no shot for this and I think you know it might have kind of like pops in my head right now like there is you have to go to as a manager usually in corporation or even in restaurant you have to take a uh, either a training for your payroll system or training for health and safety maybe there should be a training paid by the government for mental health yeah. uh, and kind of like see the triggers and see the patterns because maybe you're just indicated and that's it's not saying it's okay but if you don't know maybe you, you might not see but if you actually are in it you might see the triggers and you might see the patterns yeah. and you could help better because you've been taught and you are more part of it maybe more included so that may be something yeah. we yeah I mean like more times I find myself like having conversations with people that are like dealing with anxiety and like stress and I have no idea how to approach those how to push it yeah like it, you, it's gonna be okay yeah, you'll exactly. feel better what tomorrow you yeah. like you know or stop being anxious you know what I mean yeah. like, just, just just stop yeah. just don't just, drink yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say don't, don't do have it. a drink yeah yeah it's not that easy yeah no but yeah that was uh, that's that's real. It's real. It's real. That's a big one I got. Just don't do it. Just don't yeah, do just it. Just don't do it. Just stop. Yeah. yeah I, get, I get that from you all the time, actually, come to think of it. No, I don't. Yeah. Why do you talk to her? Oh, Why my God. <laughs> just don't pick up the phone. Oh, my God. I'm going to smash my head in. <laughs> Who's that, Felicia? Oh. <laughs> you don't even know. Do you think your girlfriend's hate me? <laughs> Oh my god, it's bad. You have the police on your ass? <laughs> Chef you, Jean. Oh, I'm not even going to touch on that. Your girlfriends are probably uh, a bit more... Oh, I don't want to say that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> to wrap up the show, um, if anybody's listening who is struggling with addiction, uh, with drugs or alcohol, um, or any mental... Reach out. Yeah, please. Harry is a great advocate for AA and has a huge knowledge for anything involving addiction and um, sobriety. Reach out to him. Um, you can reach out to us to get his contact information. Uh, or if you want to be anonymous, you could follow him on Instagram at HKR Not a Grammar, which is one of the worst Instagram names I've ever seen in my life. But. It's very simple. Harry Q. Runge, not a grammar. <laughs> He's definitely not a grammar, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, please use this as a outlet to... Find a yeah. safe space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening. And shout out to AA again. Yeah. Yeah.
Shout out to Abe. Shout out to Abe. Shout out to Church Basement. Yeah, man. Shout out to all the Church Basements. Keeping that alive. I've been. I've been to the Church Basement. I've been to the Abe. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thank you, Harry, for coming. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening. That's a wrap. Yeah. Which is one? Yeah, but I can cut it. Oh, my God. (laughs)